Dude, the ESPN app, like, I'll, I'll never understand. So, the ESPN app has been a piece of dog shit. Always. For, like, the last 10 years. And ESPN has Disney money. Yeah. I don't understand how it's... Disney has God money. Welcome to the fucking show. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Do you, Herm? Do you? (laughs) Unfortunately, you played to lose a few too many games, it appears. Yeah, under um, bold allegations from some of his assistant coaches, (laughs) by the way. Um, that, that That shit is wild. Like... Imagine how I mean, like, do you think he was just horribly hated, like within his own hired organ? Like, I I would imagine because as the head coach of a college football program, one of the stipulations is I hire all of my assistant coaches. Like, I bring those guys in. I mean, he seems a little intense. Yeah, given that he's got a little bit of the crazy. He's a football coach. Yeah, he's got a little bit of like the crazy ass thing going on. Yeah, that's true. Very like pointed and intense. He's not like the typical. He's not like Dan Campbell and the Lions. Like just like big beefy, like hyping everybody up. Like he seems like a very like you drop my football, you run a mile (laughs) kind of guy. (laughs) But yeah, especially for people that you hired yourself. To backstab you like that, like you had to have done something. So yes, something's going wrong in that organization. Like, like the whole Urban Meyer thing, where all of his cronies were just like running that organization into the dirt. Like right. that, I understood. But yeah. Herm Edwards has been a respected football coach for a very long time. And even well, like, I guess Urban Meyer kind of was too. Do you, do you remember like six, seven years ago when the whole thing with a uh, Wolves football team like stealing like? Wake Forest plays or something like that before a game. Oh, I don't know if I've actually heard that. There was like, I guess, either an old, there was an old, um, whoever the radio or TV announcer for Wake Forest football was apparently like leaking information about Wake Forest to Louisville before the game and apparently had been doing it for weeks before that. And that's the closest thing that I can think of to this scenario. And even then, it wasn't a coach or. Right, it's like an outs. Well, it's an inside outside in- entity. It's not like somebody who's with the organization day in day out. It's somebody who, you know, just like no schemes. I guess it's like if he gets fired, like you're probably going to get fired too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's not. It's <laughs> your job is his job. Especially when the who- information comes out, it's not going to be. Oh, this guy's giving all of the information to all of our opponents and enemies. Let's make him the head coach. Yeah. Anybody that hires any of those coaches, that's going to be the first question in their interview. Like, was it you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's that's one of those things to, like, if, if uh, like, if the ship's sinking, like, I'm going out on top. Like, I'm going down with the ship. Like, you can't. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, I, for a business decision, I don't understand it. It's definitely something out of spite. Like, you did that as, like, a Hail Mary to just, like, 
sink Herm Edwards. Yeah, that's like literally if the Titanic is going down and you're just like standing there like poking more holes in the side of it as it's sinking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's already clearly going down, but you're doing – I don't know why you're trying to accelerate the process. Yeah, is it is it actually confirmed that the assistant coaches were leaking information or is it just something Herm threw out there? I don't know if it's current assistant coaches. Like I was explaining to you beforehand about that they were already under NCAA investigation from an ex-coach – that was leaking or that sent a package to their compliance department. Like here, these are all the rules that we're breaking now that I'm not here anymore. And that threw a whole wrench into their thing. Yeah. Something's definitely going on with that organization. Yeah. yeah imagine imagine being the school that is under violation during the NIL era. Yep. Like, like how, how are you fucking that and up? Imagine making that many enemies at like the chillest school in America. Too. Right. It's exactly. like Arizona state's constantly it's like, like the biggest the, party. School. Absolutely. Yeah. And everybody there should be pretty laid back and having a good time. Right. Like I said, he doesn't really seem like the laid back, having a good time kind of person. No, though. no, it's, and that's I probably would, what it was. All the coaches were trying to like go to all the college parties and stuff. And Herm's like, Hey, we got 6am wake yeah. up tomorrow. That's a prime example. Like, Fuck. Of, like, a coach, because Herm Edwards was a big NFL coach back in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, and then the Jets, wasn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. spent a decade or so just, like, not coaching and being an analyst. And Is he the one, like, his son died, like, unexpectedly? That was Dungy, I think. That was Dungy, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, he spent, like, 10 years being an analyst and then tries to, like, jump back into coaching in the weirdest way possible. Like, you go from, like, the Jets to ESPN to Arizona State. Yeah. Like, how often is that going to work out? It's like John Gruden took a decade off of coaching and came back and was horrible. Well, okay. I really don't think he was horrible because last year the Raiders had a good year. Like, granted, they had a miracle run towards the end. Well, he was also only there for the first, like, quarter of it too, wasn't he? Was that – yeah, I mean, I guess did he get removed early? I mean, they they also play in a tough division. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. That Especially right now. Yeah, so – yeah, I mean, and and not to support Gruden at all because his first like I think two three years there they were dog water, but yeah. they were kind of already. Dog well, and water. they hired Gruden and they hired Mike Mayock from like the NFL Network to be their GM, so they just went full like TV personality, and by all accounts, like it, it went like disastrously. Like none of their draft picks panned out. Well, yeah, like, they went about how I thought a football team in Las Vegas would go. Right. <laughs> Let's just do whatever the fuck. The we one want. good player they did draft killed somebody drunk driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that just popped up on my timeline the other day because I think, I think almost the one year anniversary. It's like the anniversary. Is, yeah, it's close to it. I think. I'm sure he knows. Yeah. Well, he's out. He's. I think he's like. He's either out on parole and awaiting another court trial. I thought he got like three years, four years. Or well, I like literally that. saw him the other day. He was like, there was videos of him on social media, like running routes and catching passes. Like he's not free and clear yet. Yeah, but he is not currently incarcerated. I don't know. I've been on prison TikTok a few times. They can sneak phones in there. Well, he was. I mean, unless he's catching routes in the yard, out the gridiron somewhere <laughs> from fucking yeah. Paul Crew. And- yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, he's out in some dust-filled West Texas prison. <laughs> <laughs> Playing for their football league. Yeah. No, but he was definitely, like, he was out and about running routes, like, and all that stuff. And I, I think it was, he, he is out right now on parole. Not parole, on bond. Yeah. And he's waiting to be, like, have another court date, or he's waiting to get sentenced, something like that. Like, it's not over. He's just He's just out. And everybody, I was like, why would... Must be nice to Out of all money. the shit you have going on, why would you post yourself, like, 
practicing to get back into the NFL. Yeah. It's like, maybe chill. Once you guys know I'm going to be ready whenever my prison sentence is up. Yeah, you need to, yeah, if, if you're, if you're going to try to, like, Josh Gordon this, like, you might want to just wait a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, even Ray Rice didn't try to come back. He's right. like, yeah, we're What's done. the reception going to be like when he comes back? Because, like, you remember when, like, Michael Vick came back and, like, people were, like, protesting outside the stadium? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, players never seem to have any outright or outspoken aversions to, like, when they, you know, like, when Mike Vick came back, like, he was welcomed with open arms right. to the NFL of the players. But it's always the fans that got shit to say, the people that think their opinion matters more than anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're def- I mean, I've, I mean, you can see – with like the Minnesota Timberwolves now, how they have fans trying to glue themselves to the court yeah. to, to, fight, to fight for like Peta's rights or whatever the. Fuck I love that that in. became a thing for like yeah. two weeks. Like people just like gluing themselves yeah. to court. Like, like not even gluing, attempting to glue yeah. themselves. Like you know, glue needs like five minutes to set in. Right? Yeah, I don't like know. you don't just cover your body in it, sit down, and then it just immediately works. Yeah, what did they think was gonna Somebody happen? Has to like step on you for a little bit to make sure it's set. That they were just gonna go over there and like try and pull you up and be like, ah, shit, yeah, she's damn. stuck. Like you know, they're just gonna get like even if it did work, you know, they're just gonna get six of the biggest security guards they have and just rip your body up off right. the court. <laughs> They'll play the game around your ass. They'll just throw a blanket over the yeah. top of you and just keep playing. That. You're just getting crushed. <laughs> <laughs> People are like windmilling on top of you. There's like whatever, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, just a. <laughs> and it was all, it was all from like some chickens that the guy. I, yeah, it was some kind of the owner owned a company and that. like apparently all these chickens got sick, so he like euthanized like six million chickens. Oh and, like, yeah, I was what that was. Dude, fucking Peter. I don't even think it was Peter. I think it was just animal rights activists, but they are just like, like. I understand having a cause and wanting to fight for it, but like that's not gonna do anything. Yeah, they it just literally take, is gonna do nothing. They just take everything way too fucking far. Like, yeah, like how did you see the one where they were laying uh, like single roses on like steaks at like Walmart's and Kroger's? No, like they were going up to the meat section at at these like local grocery stores and they were putting roses down like single roses on each like cut of meat to symbolize yeah. like like a funeral. For the and this, people kept commenting. Jesus, and it's Christ. like this is perfect. Like I'm gonna go buy a 12 ounce steak, cook it for my girl, and I just got a free roast. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna have a nice dinner tonight, and my yeah. girlfriend's gonna be happy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. They're definitely the wildest. And then um, I remember there was like there were PETA activists during the um, what was it the Tiger King documentary? Yeah. Where uh, what, uh, what the fuck's his name? Um, the main dude, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. When he was, they tried to break in, and he's like, he's like, this gun ain't for tigers. <laughs> it's, it's for PETA activists. He was like shooting at PETA activists that are trying to break into his uh, his zoo. Their thing used to be like throwing buckets of like fake blood on people. Yeah. And they've evolved now, I guess, to gluing themselves to things. Oh, dude. So, ironically, what is? Do they make sure that the glue is not made out of like dead horses? Right. Exactly. Like yeah. Like we're. <laughs> Isn't that the thing? Yeah. Um, it's I. Uh, so kind of speaking of activist protesters, whatever. This is not really in line with the animal rights part. But when I was when I went to U of L, I was walking around campus. So I used to. This is back when I like smoked cigarettes. I would walk around, and it was it was a no smoking campus. But yeah. 
I was there too. Nobody gave I was a aware, fuck. Yeah. Like every, pe- not everyone, but people still. Smoked. I smoked constantly on that campus. Yeah, exactly. So I was walking through, and I smoked, and some dude, um, he ran up to me, and he squirted me with the, like a water gun, <laughs> and he was like, "You're disgusting!" And then like just stood there, and I was like, "I mean, I have to like fight you now." And so like I started running. I started. He was. I started running towards him. And I guess he didn't expect me to react yeah. so viciously. And he, well, I'm just like chasing just a this water guy. Gun, bro. It's just I'm a... just chasing this guy through the campus. I never caught him. He was much faster than me. Probably because he didn't smoke cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. But I was just like, what the like? How do you think people are going to react to this? Right. Like clearly, if I'm if I'm smoking cigs on a campus, a no smoking campus, I'm already don't give a shit about the rules. Yeah. So like, I'm probably not the person to try like i'm not the fuck around and find out kind of guy and neither is anybody else who smokes on the campus. especially like just people in general on college campuses like it's already a pretty like high stress situation for oh, a lot yeah, of people absolutely. Like, a lot of people are like like i have to pass this midterm yeah. or i'm out of the program just ripping cigs yeah. out in front of the business school yeah That's nobody right. who's smoking cigs on a campus is is in good mental health yeah <laughs> yeah they're all going through it just mind your fucking business right <laughs> So yeah. Um, well, speaking of crimes, there's um, <laughs> the story of Brett Favre. Oh, has it? Are there more details now? Yeah. Well, I saw that. Was it whatever company was in charge of something? Like basically, is like defunding or or like disbanding as a company or something because yeah. of the Brett Favre thing. Well, I mean, you have the initial thing which we haven't talked about is him getting. Five million dollars yeah. of the state welfare money siphoned to build a fucking volleyball stadium. Yeah, he was literally like texting the governor, yeah, and trying to get these funds allocated. Yeah, and the governor and him are apparently just boys like that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it, bro. Well, I, f- I feel like when you're Brett Favre, I mean, he might be. You the can most, probably become friends with any anybody who's a football fan. He might like, be the most famous Mississippian. Oh, for, yeah, out that's there. true. I forgot he was from Mississippi. It's like him and Jerry Rice, I think. Yeah. Well, but it was, it was Missouri State though, wasn't it? It wasn't Mississippi State, was it? What do you mean? I thought the I thought the college was no Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Yeah, I don't know. That's why where I his daughter it. plays volleyball. I don't know. I thought why well, I thought it was like Southern Missouri or something. And it's just like of all the you have so much money, and like you're spending your time like how do you how do I figure Where's out how people to, don't spend their own money. Yeah, but how do I figure out how to illegal legally funnel this five million dollars from the poorest people in the poorest state in America? That's the thing that kills me is like, like clearly this isn't something that he would have a reason to do more than just this one time, right? Like, so it's not like he has experience in embezzling yep. money and like laundering money. It's like, why did you think that this hail mary was your should be your first? And they all had, and they have all of the text messages where it's like, right? And he's leaving paper trails, yeah. Where- like, so obvious. Where it's like he's making it very clear that he knew it was illegal. He's like, is anybody going to find out about this? And they're yeah. like, they're like, no, bro, nobody ever asks about shit like this. <laughs> yeah, he's like double texting the gutters. Like, is anybody going to find out about this? He's like, seriously, bro. He's I'm like, Paul, answer me. <laughs> <laughs> and they come to find out now that his um, he has some kind of charity. I think uh, it was for like an underprivileged like youth kind of charity like that and apparently he had been siphoning money from that charity to send to Southern Miss Athletics also. Oh, so this wasn't his first Yeah, it's like he's really going for like the trifecta of like poor, sick, like elderly or probably he's probably been stealing from elderly people too. God, just like he's 
He like sends him dick pics and the, then asks for money for the his state charity. of Mississippi has like forty eight dollars and change, and he's Dude, like, yeah, I'm gonna are. take all of that and give it to my daughter's volleyball team. That's so wild. What if his daughter's like not even a starter on the team? Like she, she probably not. She just rides the bench, and this is his like attempt to get. She's her to like start. a fucking a Dabo Swinney son. I I saw this funny ass article where they were talking about how Clemson's last game. Um, Dabo Swinney has a son that's on the team, and I think the only time he's on the field is on, like, kickoffs. And whatever team they were playing, or Wake Forest, for, like, five straight possessions, they found where he was on the kickoff, and they just kicked it to his son every time. And, like, one time he, like, bobbled the ball and, like, got tackled, like, at, like, the 18-yard line. And after, like, four or five times of them doing it, like, they took him off the field. And then they tried to they like they did the same thing again. I guess they didn't pay attention that he wasn't on the field, and they kicked it to the same guy that was there, and he ran it back to like the fifty. Yeah, they're like, if you're gonna like put your fucking nepotism son on the field just because you're the coach to try and get him any kind of playing time, like we're gonna take advantage of it and just kick it right at him. Every yeah, time. I've always wondered about like the whole like my son plays thing because I mean, as the way nepotism rules work, especially. In the higher, like it, the higher up you go, like you can't hire a direct relative that works under you. You can work like side by side yeah. with them, I, I guess to a certain degree. But always, like also, like why wouldn't, like why would you want your son? I mean, I understand as as a dad why you would want to, why you want your son to play for you. But I would never want my dad be, to coach me in anything. It would be different. I think if it's like, especially at a place like Clemson, where it's like, yeah, I want my son to play like big time D one college football. Yeah. Even if he doesn't play, like he gets to be on the team, like go to all these cool places, maybe win a fucking national championship. Like if your dad was the head coach, yeah, that guy, I get if your dad that, was man. the head coach at like Indiana, I'd be like, maybe like go somewhere where you can play. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's I, I. So I wonder how many coaches have sons that play for them because there's Dabo and Dion. Those are the only two that I can think of. I think the rule is that it seems that the better player the dad was, like the better the player the son generally is going to be because all the coaches like – Genetically, that typically makes sense. Like most coaches were like football players, but a lot of them were like the Rudy on their football team. Like Dabo Swinney was – he played at Alabama, but he was also like a 5'7 wide receiver. Like he wasn't exactly like an All-American yeah, that's true. And so, like, his son is also, like, a 5'8 wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like there's only, like, a, you're only going to get so good. Yeah, it's a little different when, you know, your dad is Deion Sanders. Yeah. Debatably the best corner to ever play one of the best game. One of the few, like, multi-sports athletes in yeah. professional sports history. Yeah. Like, you're probably going to have some athletic talent. Yeah, you're good at something. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. All right, so what... There was something else outside of the Herm Edwards thing. Herm Edwards, Brett Favre. The Dolphins assassinated Tua. Dolphins debatably have killed Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Would they try to claim it was the first time they a said back it was, issue? Yeah, they said back and, like, ankle injury. It's like, yeah. dude, we all watched him, like, stumble walking yeah, back it to was, the huddle. It, it was very obvious that the first one was, was a head issue. Now... Whether they went through the proper protocol or not, actually, I, I don't think they didn't follow protocol because like there are so many moving parts now for you to not follow protocol that like that would get flagged. Like yeah. it would just well, it has been. I mean, they've already had an investigation into it. Yeah, like, the NFLPA did, but I mean, you have, I, like, I mean, I, I know how the high school level works, but at the pro level, you literally have 
probably five or six athletic trainers on staff. Then you have a general practitioner like an MD. Then you have an orthopedic. Then you also probably have a neurologist. Plus you have a spotter up in the booth yeah. who is looking for certain people. Like there are so many checkoffs that that has to go through for them to clear him back. I don't think he should have been able to come back into that game, but I don't doubt that he he would have been okay for Thursday. Now, granted, had they have pulled him, I think what they were looking at, which is where it's going to get murky, is had they have pulled him from Sunday, he would have been pulled Thursday. Yeah. Because protocol is like five to six days, depending on how it's properly followed. So I think they were like, Fuck! If we don't put him in that back in now, right? We missed two games. Yeah. So that's where I think it's, it's like to even get give him a chance at playing next week. Like exactly. he has to get back in this game. Yeah, because if you protocol him, he's definitely out two weeks. I think that's where they got murky and 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 where they they kind of fucked up. But um, so are they saying that like are the Dolphins claiming that like he went through concussion protocol and they're like oh no he didn't get a concussion it was just his back and his ankle. They like, are so they're saying that. It, I think Tua said it was his back to, like, push away the head stuff. But he got checked for a concussion. Yeah. He went through the doctor that they have, their team doctor, plus an affiliated, quote-unquote, neurologist. Who that was and what their, you know, affiliation. I mean, it said... Like the doctor from um, Any Given Sunday. Right, the exactly. Doc- <laughs> Yeah, it's like I mean, you're, you're you're if if it's an unaffiliated neurologist, I'm assuming you're handpicking him. Yeah. So it seems like that would be. I don't know if they do that already, but it seems like the NFL should have like a designated guy to be at each game each week to like. They they be, do. They're yeah. supposed to. Okay. So I, I I think it's up to the team to hire to hire one. Like you don't have to like have a like one for that team specifically because typically team docs also see patients in their own clinic. Yeah. So that could be – I don't know why it was unaffiliated. That's strange. But um, but like I said, if if they did check him for a concussion, there is – there should be documentation on yeah. how he passed. I don't know if they do scats, which is like on-field assessments, or if they do, you know, any impact testing. But, you know, to retest for an impact would take a very long time. So I'm assuming they did scat compared to his baseline – but then the baseline gets murky because if you're trying to test against a concussion, you do the baseline before the season. You know, you could easily just tell your athletes, like, hey, fudge these numbers a little bit. Right. Because if your baseline is pristine, then anything outside of your baseline is going to look like a concussion. So if your baseline, like if you get a headache every couple days or like yeah. occasionally you have trouble sleeping or you're dizzy every now and then. Maybe yeah, go ahead and amp up the CTE yeah, bump a little one bit. Or two. <laughs> go ahead and, and amp the CTE up a little bit. So then bit. when you have a three instead of a two, it doesn't look as bad as right. if you had a two instead of a zero. So that's, that's where, so like there should be documentation on it. They will review it. The hit Thursday or yesterday did not look good. No. The finger thing is actually a form of posturing after a brain injury. A lot of people, it's basically the body's defense mechanism when the brain gets hit. There's two types. There's decorticate and decerebrate, I think. What he did was decorticate, which is the fingers and the tucked-in elbows. Decerebit or decebrate, however you really pronounce it, is the opposite. So instead of curling, you flail and your legs and all go out. Take typically uh, decerebit or decerebit is the worst one because it's like it, it's like the body's last stance, right? Like before it like shuts off. 
um, from what I've always been explained. So he had, quote-unquote, the less injury, the, the less serious of the brain injury. Um, but he's still without a doubt. Because when you hit that, you automatically assume brain injury, which is why he was probably alert and conscious, and he probably could have stood up. But when the body goes into a stance like that, you immediately have to spine board. Oh, yeah. In case yeah. their cervical spine is fucked up in any way. So, so yeah, I would be shocked to see him next Sunday, but I wouldn't be... There's no way they're they're putting him on the field next Sunday. There is no way in hell, even from like a PR standpoint, like you can't do I, that. I think PR would be the only thing that that keeps him out. I mean, theoretically, a neurologist is going to be like, "Hey, let's just chill the fuck out." Like for his health, I think he should this sit at least another five or six. Two games. pretty severe brain injuries in a four yeah. day period. Yeah. No, he. Um, no, he. I mean, he he absolutely should miss. The next five or six weeks, in my opinion, because the hit that like the hit, but that, he'll get CT scans, MRIs, stuff like the that. The hit so. that knocked him out wasn't necessarily like an extremely big hit that was like out of place in the NFL. Like yeah. it was a pretty common way to be tackled. Yeah, I mean his just, his head just hit so hard. Yeah, and so a lot of times concussions will come not necessarily from the hit themselves, but it's like the counter force. Yeah, so there's like coop. And counter coop concussions. Coop is where you have injury on the side of where you hit, and counter coop is where you have injury on the other side where your brain shifted. Yeah. And then it hit into like the cranium or, you know, the skull, something surrounding it's like whiplash. Heart. So it's basically like a brain whiplash. Yeah. It's counter coop. So um, he probably got the coop and then the counter coop reaction yeah. off of it. So his brain's probably fucked up for a little bit. But. He was conscious, and we could always go back and watch the replay four hundred thousand times. Right, exactly. <laughs> Figure out how exactly. Prime video is fucking ruthless. Oh, it's like look if you zoom in right here, you can see his brain fluid sloshing back and forth yeah. as it smashed against each side of the inside yeah, of the skull. Yeah, and then they're showing him it's like we can't tell what gang sign this is that he's throwing up. <laughs> it seems to be. Yeah, they're like zooming on his fingers. Like you see how they're weird like that. Yeah, like, it's like, no, it was uh, dude. They, it was like you know it's bad when. All, your entire timeline for like five minutes is like turn it off. Yeah, like stop showing. The one this. thing that I can remember, this was you're a little bit younger than I am, so I don't know if you would exactly remember it as clearly as I do. But it was the national championship game in like 2002 between Miami and Ohio State, and Willis McGahee took he was running full sprint, had his plant leg down on the ground, and some dude came in, took a helmet directly to the front of his knee, and his leg bent backwards like a fucking ostrich oh, leg. Geez. And they showed that replay so many times, and I was sitting there like 10 years old, just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That was like... Uh, I did not know that was... Po- I didn't know that was a thing that happened. That was <laughs> Yeah, that was like um, the fucking year that... Well, actually, it was the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But it was the year that Carson Wentz was having an MVP season, yeah. like through 13 weeks. He was like balling out of control. And then he dove into the end zone and tore every ligament in his knee. And they just kept showing it and showing it. As I was watching, like, in hindsight, I didn't. But I was watching the season just literally wash away. And I was like, this is literally the worst thing ever. <laughs> Thank He's you. Zooming in on it. Like, look, you can see the ripple right there on yeah. the outside where his ACL yeah. just completely shattered. And you turn on ESPN the next day and it's like, this hit on Carson Wentz, and I was like, motherfucker. God like, damn I can't it. avoid yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Or it was like uh, when Nerlens went down oh, yeah. in the UK. It was just, that like, shut that entire fucking season it's down. It's just like, you know, like especially 
and I feel like most sports fans now, or at least like they don't have expertise in this, but like they can see like the way a player falls, and they're like, "Oh fuck, that's an ACL." Yeah, like that's well, like cameras you're not... are so fucking good now. Like even if you don't know what to look for, you can tell something's wrong. And right. Especially, I noticed it more than anything whenever KD tore his Achilles because he had that calf strain, and then he went to go plant, and you can literally see the Achilles snap. And his skin started yeah. like waving, where yeah. like the tendon was like reverberating, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh. Like that's like that was before I think I was like in my program, and I was like, "That's something's wrong there." This that's- is why I've noticed the last like year in the last few weeks, whenever we've been watching like college football games together, it's nice because I have my own little like you know they have like Mike Pereira when they bring him on like with the rules expert. Yeah. I have you as like my like personal like medical expert. Yeah. Whenever they come out to like check a guy, you're like, oh, they're checking his ankle. They're gonna see if he's or checking his PCL now. Yeah, just to make sure it's all stable. And he gets up and he's like, no, it should be good. Yeah, yeah I think he's, I think he's <laughs> yeah. gonna be okay. Well, the, the the craziest thing is like when they're doing stuff, and then I see him like I see the bag coming out. I was like, that's the splint bag. He's yep. done, boys. Yeah, it's like, oh fuck, they brought the air cast. Yeah, out. yeah, it's definitely compound fracture. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely giving me a new light on the game. And I used to think that it was going to be bad because then I would just only see injuries everywhere yeah. I looked. But, I mean, you deal with so much stuff when you're in the field that you kind of become numb to stuff you, like you, that. I but. mean, we as sports fans become numb to it too. Like, how many players get, like, helped off the field every fucking football game we watch? Like, there's at least, like, five or six every yeah, single game. That's very true. Yeah, it's – um yeah, football is just another monster. Like, it's, it's, it's so funny because I'll deal with, like, my other sports – and they'll tell me about their injuries, and I'm like, you're fine. It's like, I have football players ter- playing with torn labrums right yeah. now. Like, I think you'll live. <laughs> I'm sorry you have shin splints. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. Yeah. Sorry your shins hurt. As somebody who suffers from shin splints every now and then, I gotta say. Dude, it nice. fucking sucks. Yeah, It's not I great. I haven't, I haven't had them like bad, but I've had them briefly before ground i'm not a runner at all i fucking cannot stand running. it's a big fat boy injury yeah for sure it's well i mean we just get there's so many like cross country and track runners that get it and it's just it's one of those injuries that you literally pretty much can't do anything about yeah like there's there's theories of stuff you can do calf stretching like arch support you know you've got like quote-unquote toe yoga and shit that you can try like then you have massaging that doesn't really work compression that doesn't really work and the, the only thing i've seen on those big like diabetes socks right it, it, pretty much <laughs> that the only thing i've seen that has given anybody any kind of support was like acupuncture funny enough yeah but it only works for like a week because what you do you break up the tissue and then it immediately goes back like a week later like it's just and it's also not everybody has access to acupuncture yeah. you know i can't do it so you know what injury like sounds like when I used when I was a kid, I used to like make fun of people when I saw this, but like turf toe, turf toe sounds like bitch. it sounds like the pussiest injury in the world. But like I've gotten it once, and it's just like oh my god, it makes walking so you difficult. You can't even walk when yeah. it's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. There's a uh, we actually it's funny you mentioned that I have I have a soccer player, two soccer players, and a football player that all have turf toe right now, and I have to like I have to literally do a turf toe tape on them. Yeah every day and it's they always come during the biggest rush ever and it, it's it's a solid like the way i do it is like a three to four minute tape job like it takes some time you gotta really strap that motherfucker yeah in. well yeah if you want to like if you wanted to actually do its job and it's kind of a pain 
but I haven't had to deal with it surprisingly enough until this year. Now I have three all at once. I was like, this is great. <laughs> nice little behind the scenes into the world of sports yeah, medicine world, here. Yeah, sports med. Oh, how about this uh, Ime Udoka situation? This man might be an all-time bag fumbler now. Yeah, I mean, do we have eyes on what this chick looked like that he was messing with? Well, quote-unquote messing with. I mean, because supposedly it was – first reports said it was consensual, and then now other reports are saying that he was, like, slightly, harassing her slightly or everybody less, else. Like, slightly less consensual. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know if there's a confirmation on who it is. From what I've gathered, I think they found out it was one of the uh, like the travel support staff, like the people that like book the hotels for the team, like okay. do that kind of stuff. And I think that's who it was. I don't know. I've seen multiple pictures of multiple different women, so I don't want to like speculate on which one it actually was. Are they but all I mean, okay. First of all, we have to grade that on a scale too, because this is the man that was married to Nia Long. You know who Nia Long is. I know who Nia Long is. I did not know they were married. Yeah. So this is that's why I mean he's an all time bag fumbler here because I mean, what are you doing? He's probably just a fucking horn dog. Yeah. Dude. What are you doing, it's dude? Just like, just I am not satisfied by anyone. <laughs> yeah. Think about how that's gonna go over because the one picture that I saw was that I don't want to be the guy to take it here, but it was a white woman and he is a black head coach in Boston. Yeah, Which is weird. notoriously a racist city, according to everybody that's played there. Oh, yeah. Well, it's debatably the most racist city. Yeah. Even all the players that were on the team were like, oh, yeah, they're racist. They just like us because we play for yeah. the Celtics. <laughs> they're, like, they're, one of, they're, one of the, they're one of the good ones. They're only <laughs> racist to you guys. Yeah. It's like, how are you supposed to feel as the player whenever like somebody's like throwing a racial slur at a player on the other team? And he's like, not you. Not you, KG. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's um. Well, I mean, there's no doubt he's a hell of a coach. I mean, yeah. Fuck, they second in the. I mean, they lost to uh, uh, what the Warriors and yeah championship. I mean, you can't hate. I mean, it. if you make it to the championship in the NBA, you're a hell of a coach, right? Especially with a younger team like Tatum's only what fourth year in the league. Yeah, he's like twenty three, twenty four, yeah, something maybe. like that. Like, I mean, I don't know, but I. It either speaks to his innocence or speaks to his ability to coach that he got suspended for the whole year and not just completely let go. I think it As was, of right now, he's currently just suspended. I think his ability to coach probably has more to do with the suspension. That's I think what they're I like assume, they're yeah. like we're going to suspend you for a year and then like see who all remembers this in a year and then right, like yeah, it's calmed it, down so, a little bit. Yeah, that's so wild that like cuz an NBA team NFL a, a professional sports team a year is a, a like forever long. Yeah, like that. Like a year can define your organization. Like for you to just suspend your head, well, especially coach. in like their championship window. Like they're, exactly, they're yeah, built like you, to win like right time now. Is of the essence, right yeah. now. And you already have an interim stepping in. Like, why First would you all, not immediately just go look for a new head coach? Well, the interim is fucking. It's, it's Missoula, Joe Missoula, that piece of shit. Yeah, Joe Little Bitch Boy Missoula. Yeah, who <laughs> single handedly took down the John Wall, Demarcus Cousins UK team. Yeah, that was yeah that was the greatest team Cal ever had, hands yeah. down. And I remember that game pissed me off so bad because in that game, in the first half, we didn't have a single three pointer. We were, and, I, and I don't think they had like a single two pointer. Yeah, we were over for our first like, twenty. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we we didn't hit a single three, 
in the entire game, and I think. Well, we went. We, I think we ended up going like four for thirty-two, but we started off zero for twenty. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I knew that like that was the only way we could be we we would get beat that year is if we couldn't fucking shoot. And guess what? And then Joe Mazzula, who literally was like an average player, yeah. like before that game. I think he dropped like what twenty five. Yeah, first he's half like one of those shit. like honorable mention all Big Twelve guys. Yeah. He's like a senior, and he's just like I'm not I'm not going out like this. Just yeah, yeah, he's he's just a fifth year senior who knows the system. I'm gonna drop thirty eight in the Elite Eight somehow. Yeah, and then didn't didn't they get busted like the next game or was it two games? Later? They did because I think the very next UConn, they had um, their star player that year. I think was Deshaun Butler. Maybe who was like their like go to guy, and I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL in the Final Four game against Duke. Duke, okay. And then they lost like unceremoniously. Yeah, because they beat us in the Elite Eight, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That was a. That's like I saw his name pop up, and like I imme- like immediately felt rage, like the same kind of rage, like if somebody I, were to like, scoot some Duke's mayonnaise in front was. of me. Like I remember the name, and I remember him. But I wouldn't like immediately have pieced that together because I just I would not assume him to be an NBA on an NBA coaching staff. Right. Like I just wouldn't piece that. Well, together. it's like the dudes that he played against in that game are like still in the league. Like John Wall still in the league. Cousins still in the league. Kind Eric Bledsoe yeah. still in the league. And yeah. he's like us. All my, of those are kind of. This is my <laughs> seventh year as the assistant coach. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm a head coach. Oh, can you imagine like if like Cousins gets picked up? By the Celtics, where yeah. John Wall gets picked up by the Celtics. I mean, I'm sure there's no... Celtics picked up Blake Griffin today. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, he, he had a pretty decent year last year, or the year before. His his last year with the Pistons, he played pretty well, because he, he developed a jump right. shot, but he didn't play that much for the Nets. And when he did, it was... I don't know. The Nets are a dumpster fire right now. I wouldn't go anywhere near No, absolutely not. That just seems like... Fucking career suicide. Car- like, the Kardashians and the NBA. Like, it just seems like such a, like, reality show oh, situation. Oh, we talk about this. The fact that uh, Kevin Durant is, like, 90% confirmed as Lena Rhodes' baby Oh, dad. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's either him or Blake Griffin. Right. How does... Kevin Durant seems like the only NBA star that has, like, no hoes. Yeah, well, he looks like he doesn't fucking shower, dude. Yeah. Like, he's the most un- All he cares fucking... about is basketball. Yeah, him and Kyrie look like they just sit in a living room all day and... Like, just find out different ways to be dirty. Like, KD just logs on to all of his different burner accounts and, like, looks, looks searches his name on Twitter while Kyrie's, like, over in the corner, like, researching the Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know why I care about this or really even how it came on my radar, but, yeah, KD is probably Lana Rose's <laughs> I mean, congrats yeah. on the sex, man. Like, yeah. good for you. She was, she's a, she was a top-notch uh, porn star. Yeah, I think there was also... Like a rumor, which is funny, like if that's true that it eventually led to him getting her pregnant, but that I think she said something about how when she went on a date with an NBA player who people thought was Kevin Durant, that he had like another woman yeah. like there also <laughs> waiting, like just in case like this date didn't go well, he had like a backup hoe. Yeah, or he was or he was like, uh, you two together or I just get one of you. Yeah. It's <laughs> like so I'll let you decide amongst yourselves who it's going to be, but that's so dude, he just he, Katie seems like somebody who I would just sit in a room with and like you would try to make small talk with and he would just immediately become aggressive. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, well, that's just what we don't have to talk then. <laughs> hey, you played really good last game, Katie. Yeah, I played good every fucking game. And I was like, okay. You're like, all right, man. Like, <laughs> okay. What'd you say? 
<laughs> like, 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 I didn't even say anything, man. He's like, like, I'm going to get Barry, you want one? He's like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> I'm not gay, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, get, all right, buddy, calm down. Oh, man. Just okay. way too intense. Yeah, just, he's, 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 yeah. I mean, somebody who actively has burner accounts. He's the bad And then type. just continuously, like, continues to have them. Yeah. And now he's just like. I don't know, when you engage with fans that aggressively... He's the bad type of chronically online. Like, some yeah. people use, like, Twitter, like, like for good. Like, they're out there, like, promoting, like, products and charities. And, like, Giannis uses, like, Instagram Live. Like, he's funny as hell on that. Yeah. But, like, KD just uses it in the most, like, petty and spiteful way. Yeah, he tries to be just so, like, like just hard all yeah. the time. And it's like, if you have to try that hard to put this persona out, like, you're probably the softest... Like little baby mush, yeah. That could pro- that could ever exist. Now let's be, let's be honest. KD would probably give me hands pretty well because he's got a nine foot wingspan. Exactly, but when you put him on the scale of like other NBA players, I think he would get mopped. absolutely mollywopped. Yeah, yeah. Like forty three year old Udonis Haslam is like putting him in the fucking Steiner Udon- recliner. There's probably <laughs> not many people on this earth that could take Udonis. One of the Haslam. scariest men alive. Yeah, that dude has like been through, and it, it doesn't like play through the TV as well as it should that that man is fucking 6'10". Oh yeah. Like all these people are space aliens compared yeah. to like regular people. Yeah, cuz you like when you when you see them all together and it's like, "Oh, you know, they look like normal sized humans." Yeah. And then if you were to ever walk past one in like a Chili's or something, he would need like a special booth. Like you're <laughs> telling me that I have to like drive the lane and like try and make a shot over this fucking mountain of a man? Yeah, somebody who doesn't have to jump and like Still could effortlessly just beat your shit into the yeah, ground. Yeah, like Steven Adams, if I like jumped up to like try and get a layup, he could probably catch me in midair and like throw me into the third row. Yeah, well, I've also heard that he is the strongest NBA player to like ever play. Yeah, just an absolute like brick shit house. Yeah, they, yeah they, they say when he sets a pick on people, like people get concussed. Yeah, because they hit him so hard. I mean, I can see it. He's got that. He's New Zealand, right? He's yeah. got that New Zealand that Kiwi strength. Like, yeah, like they're. New Zealanders are a hybrid between like Samoans and like Vikings, or like some, like Samoan Australians. Yeah, literally. Yeah, but but they, but with like Viking blood or something. <laughs> They're fucking huge. Oh man. Okay. All right. Go to our recurring segment right now. Uh, I gotta find the bag. Oh my god. I don't know where the fucking bag is. Hold oh, on. We got a bag fumbler over here. <laughs> An Ime Udoka. I'll pause it. Okay. The bag Bam. is secured. Bam found the bag. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to our recurring segment uh, called Free Balling. I think we're going on like, it's like five or six, pod maybe? five in a row, I think, with this. Okay, and cue intro. And now I'm Nailed it. <laughs> Bag shuffle. Yep. Here we go. All right. Let's see what we got here. What's on the agenda today? This is one of yours. Uh-oh. Mm. Who is your most hated athlete? Of all time? Uh, I, mean, I, I did write it. I guess we can go all time just to make it. That's hard. Yeah, that's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause. So yeah, we pause just a second this. here. Okay. So we have decided to each name... <clears throat> a professional and a college player. Yep. That we've hated the most. So, bam, I'll let you I'll let you do your college one first, then I'll do my college one. Okay. I had to think for a second. There was 
two possible ones, but I think I decided on Joe Kim Noah as my most hated college athlete just for the fact that Florida was just good out of nowhere, and it was all because of his dumb fucking face, and he was so good in college, and I hated the way that he shot his free throws, looked ugly, his face was ugly, he was constantly, like, slapping the floor. I must say he was always yelling. Like, he was always... Making the camera yes. show him the most like the most Duke non Duke player there is exactly yeah <laughs> um, I think and I had to find out about his like stupid tennis playing dad every time that he came on the TV yeah. there like, his dad won the 1978 <laughs> French Open and his mom was like Miss Sweden or some bullshit like how is he so fucking ugly I don't though? know man his dad uh, his dad was pretty ugly yeah he, he looks, he, exactly he like, looks his like, his like one of those people who. I don't know why I say this, that was, like, ugly by choice. Yeah. Because, like, when he became a pro, he had, like, the long, goofy hair. Right. Horrible facial hair. And, like, he just never fixed his teeth. He's, like, the Post Malone of college basketball. Yeah, he, like, never fixed his teeth. And it's, like, you just enjoy being ugly. Yeah. I think with mine, only because of how he treated us for one season, probably Devin Downey. Oh, God, dude. Fuck that little dude. Devin Downey. Fucking, like, 5'11", South Carolina Two guard, point guard. This is, goes back to who gave a, us absolute fucking buckets. That was like, that same John Wall, Demarcus Cousins yeah. scene that we were talking Bro, about. He dropped like forty two on us yeah. in, in the in the SEC like championship well, they game had, or something. They we were I think we were twenty and zero, and then we went and played at South Carolina. That's what it was. He, had, he like, ended our streak. The game yeah. of his life, thirty eight, and like all you could hear just like. He's making these crazy ass fucking shots. Like the South Carolina's playing Sandstorm. Like every time you're just hearing like EDM music. Oh, yeah, like he was pulling up from beat. fucking Steph range before Steph. Like yeah. he would. I mean, it, it was absolutely unreal. And he was like, five nine. Yeah, he he would come up the court and like they would run a pick and then he would pull up from like thirty two feet pick, and just yeah. fucking drain it. Like he did it the whole game. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was very frustrating. But the second time we played him, was we played him in the SEC tournament. I think. I think. And he had like eight points. Yeah, <laughs> and we of absolutely course. shut his ass. There's always down. one player every year that like will have the game of his life against Kentucky, and every yep. time, especially like the three games afterwards, he'll have like 15 points total. Yeah, after he had like 28 in the first half against Kentucky. Yeah, I uh, I toiled between him and JJ Redick. JJ, just I because gonna... I like JJ now, loved him in the NBA. I hated him at Duke just because as a young Kentucky fan. You were ingrained you were just to just to. fucking hate Duke. Yeah. And he would play, and then I would watch him just absolutely blitz teams. Like, go for 40, like, every game. Once again, just pulling up from, like, 35 yeah. feet. But also, to his credit, he was also, like, the most hated player by everyone yes. that year. Like, that everyone like, that fucking hated That wasn't an unpopular Jay- opinion. Yeah, everyone fucking my, hated My right number there. two that I considered going with was Chris Lofton. That's a good Tennessee. one. That's a good one. Because you had to hear about every time he would drop 35 on Kentucky, you'd have to hear like, oh, he went to high school in Kentucky, and Kentucky yeah. didn't recruit him. And they're like, God damn yeah. it. And he would always give us buckets. Every time. Always give us buckets. He did it for, what, like two, three years? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was one of those dudes that was like, fuck, how is he only a junior? Yeah. Yep. Those are good ones. Um, all right. So I'll do my pro one. Go for and it. And it has since changed. Um, but... I would assume that it would be any of the NL East players in baseball, but I really like never had any ill will towards any of those yeah. like players. Like 
the Braves played very well when I was growing up, so we didn't really have any nemesis. Yeah, they were like for the entirety of like the first like sixteen years of your life, you all won the division we, we championship were, we were every year. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't really have to like hate anybody. But I would say that I probably hate I hated not anymore Tom Brady, like just back in the day, just yeah. because I hated powerhouse teams. Yeah, I hated the Yankees. I hated the Patriots. I hated um, like well, I hated the Cowboys for obvious reasons. They weren't really a powerhouse team, but right. just like teams that were like America's team, quote unquote, or the like Lakers. people had a die. Like I just fucking hated them. And Tom Brady was just like he was always just so fucking good. Like yeah. it was like every time I watched him play, I was like, God damn it, this guy's good. And then you just waited for him to fuck up. You know, sound he like just never would. This section is I'm about. The, I, I was the ultimate hater. Yeah, this section is about being a hater, but like that's the one guy where like everybody could like agree on being a hater for. It's like this man, somebody's got to humble this man because his life is too fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I, I and my backup is Paul Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot fucking stand Paul Pierce. I hate how he plays. It's boring and slow. Have you seen the dunk contest? Yeah, that he was a part of with like who was it was like Vince Carter. Or yeah, something. It was like, like you're very clear like you shouldn't be out yeah, here. Like he was doing like one hand rim grazers yep. and then like I don't I don't know if it was Vince Carter, but a real dunker was also in. They were doing like 360 windmills, putting his fucking elbow they were in the rim. Up Paul Pierce for like like just doing the most basic fucking dunks. I like that, although like. If I had to describe like my type of basketball that I play, Paul Pierce is a perfect oh, example. For sure, like I mean, it, yeah, he's he's great for like the unathletic athlete. Yep. But then the whole stunt that he pulled, where he like goes down on the court and he's crying and he yep. gets taken off in a wheelchair, <laughs> and then he comes back in the second half and he's jogging all like with this dumb like ugly. We face. can maybe that might be a slight preview for our sports conspiracies episode that we're planning here. Oh, whether did, or not he did had Paul to just Pierce like, shit his pants? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, right? He said yeah. I just had to take. A I think shit. he was joking, but I, I I'm gonna run with it. I think he shit his pants. Yeah, the dude literally gets wheeled off in a wheelchair. And what then, would you and do? Then Thirty minutes later, he's running out onto the court. Everything that happened is exactly what I would do if I shit my pants in the middle of the NBA finals. I would definitely fake an injury. I would definitely have them wheel me off the court in a wheelchair so that nobody could see my poopy ass. <laughs> I mean, if I actually did shit, well, I don't know because if you fake an injury like that and you've already shit your pants, you're getting a lot of camera time. Like you're risking a lot for if if you've already shit. Your yeah, pants. but it, like also, like if like, you've sharted, maybe. But you're not going to get as many questions about it in the post game as if maybe like if he shit his pants and then was like in the fourth quarter of an NBA Finals game, was like, I got to come out. And, like, goes to the locker room and then comes back. Everybody's going to be like, what was that about? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but then he also just told everybody that he had to shit. So. Well, that was, like, a decade later, though. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. Like, the further you get away from the situation, the more funny it is. But, like, in the moment, you're like, nobody can find out that I shit my pants right now. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I would just go, because if it's that serious to where, like, you need to stop playing basketball to go shit, I don't think I would waste the time. Well, I don't think he had to, to stop f- playing to go shit. I think he already had shat. Okay. And yeah. he had to go clean it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Then maybe, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, my most hated pro sports, I really had to think about this one because I don't have as many like professional sports teams. But I think if I had to pick one, it would be Ryan Braun. Yeah. I just... 
for years he tormented like the best until like the 2016 like run that the Cubs had like all of the best Cubs teams of my lifetime were all like being thwarted by Ryan Braun and Prince Fielder constantly. Yeah. And how and are you he dating Ava Longoria too? Probably. Yeah. Fucking bug-eyed bastard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was dating also like one of the hottest women ever. Yeah, and it's just like how are you the only motherfucker to take steroids and still be like not buff? Yeah, and still <laughs> like be average as fuck. Yeah. Or just like he was really good, but yeah, they, to not look like you've Yeah, he went steroids. from hitting like 35 home runs a season to like hitting like 43 home runs a season. Yeah. Like, yeah, his was an obvious jump. Yeah. But he, he never got like any bigger. No. That's why everybody was real surprised whenever he like came out and admitted it. They were like, you? It's like, you're still like, you just look like a regular ass dude. Maybe they didn't date. I wanted to make sure I was right. Live fact checking. I could have swore he was dating Ava Longoria. I feel like one of the, one of no Tony Parker was the one that was married to Ava Longoria. Oh, I'm way off then. Yeah, I feel like Ryan Braun was dating an actress though. Probably, or maybe he was just teammates with Evan, and that's where I'm getting. <laughs> we, I don't fucking. We'll know. never pretend to know how the mind of Schmoll works. I do not have a brain like Bam, y'all. I'm telling you, like Bam remembers what he ate for lunch in seventh grade, like on a specific date. Peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. See, With and I crust, have trouble like, like an adult. I have trouble remembering like my girlfriend's like middle name, <laughs> <laughs> and like and sometimes her first name. <laughs> oh yeah. god. Okay. I, I I probably have CT. <laughs> you get you're getting like contact CT yeah. from being around all these football players. Yeah. All right. Second free balling topic. Guys, feel free to. Uh, Fans submit some stuff. Yeah, just uh, email me, or we will eventually run out of ideas. Come roll, please. This is another one of mine. I think we've done this one. What is it? What would your closer walkout song be? I don't think we did. We haven't done this. No. Okay, that's a new one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, too. Well, I know we were talking about this. I could have swore we had done this. Because I remember I texted you the other day about one that I thought I said on the podcast. We might have, like, discussed it in, like, passing during another episode, but I don't think we've done it as, like, a topic. Okay, gotcha. All right, well, do you need time to think? Because I know what mine... Well, I know what mine would be, even though it's already been taken. So I might have to think of another one. Yeah, I think I'll probably have to think of All one right, here. And okay, so I'll go first. So the the original idea that I had, which I was trying to think where I got the idea, and I realized it the other day, the walkout song that I would want would be the Undertaker tomes, like dong. But Trevor Hoffman literally ran out to those. Well, he did. I think his was Hell's Bells. But but I'm I'm, well, I'm pretty sure he either did it one or two times. Or he's done it before. I'm pretty sure it was it was either him or somebody else had like, dong, Is that how Hell's Bell starts? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's what it was. That's Those are what the, the Hell's Bells. Came from. <laughs> so yeah. So I can't do that one. But I think what I would do, and my hard my hardcore gamers. <laughs> <laughs> it literally rolled as far away as it possibly It's now... Oh, God, now he's going to be fucking... Couch? Yeah, it rolled all the way under the couch. 
<laughs> and now the cat's trying to Bam grab just it. Bam lost his Mr. Fog under the couch. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, my closer walkout song, and my gamer people will appreciate this, would be the Halo theme song. Just the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine walking out and the whole crowd is doing the Halo view? Like they shut the lights out and then like they just put like... Sound like like displays of people waving energy swords on yeah. the fucking jumbotron. All the people our age would go nuts for oh, that. That would be absolutely ape shit. So that that would be mine probably. I think if I had to pick one, like you're gonna pick the song that's gonna get you like the most amped up. Yeah. And the one that's always done that for me is uh Till I Collapse by Eminem. That's pretty hard. Yeah. The the whole, the beginning of that song that go left. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, depending on what sample you took from it, yeah. would be like because you would have to like I feel like you would have to pull that, and then you would have to like sample a different yeah. piece somewhere else just to make sure you got the best parts of the oh, song. Yeah, you got to get the pre because you only get like what two minutes of it. Yeah, as it comes out. Well, I don't know. I guess it kind of plays for their whole warm up. So yeah, I guess you could get it all. Um. Yeah. So those. what's the I'll add an addendum onto it. What's the worst song that you could come out to? Wasn't there was a closer that came out to like Barbie Girl or something? I think. Yeah, I, there was. I think uh, maybe it was Sean Doolittle. I want to say, like current pitcher. I think when he was the closer for the A's, I think he came out to like Baby Shark. I th- it was something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some kind of like kids song or that might yeah. be like an all time like troll move though, because like not only like. The batter's not getting hyped off that either. Like, no. You're, like, you're just no, sucking, sucking the vibe out of everybody. And I think the funniest thing ever is like when a song like that comes on and you're completely stone-faced the whole time. Like yeah. You don't show any emotion or react to the song. Or you just act like the or same. Or you're just like, like super dialed in. Just like, yeah, just like <laughs> that's the song that fucking gets me in the zone. <laughs> or you are singing along to it and you're throwing like 101 on the mound. Or like, uh, you seen the movie Hardball? Yeah. He's on the mound listening to, I love it when you call me Big yeah. Pop. <laughs> His headphones. <laughs> oh, man. I think... Um, uh, who do you? I mean, I, I don't know how many you know, but who do you think currently has the best walk? I mean, there's really only one answer. Edwin Diaz. It's so it's annoying. So dope. It's, it's so, so fucking annoying. It's so awesome because it is the hardest fucking walkout. Like, <laughs> and the whole fucking stadium jumping up and down. I just hate it because as a Braves fan, I have to hear it. Yeah, like, he, I, I had to hear it like ten times. And he year. comes in and throws like four hundred miles an hour. So Bro, like, you like, just know your team's fucked every time you hear those trumpets. Yeah, his warm up pitches are like 98, 99, yeah. and then he's gassing one hundred and three. Like, like that's with, cool with movement. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's the thing. Is like, it's kind of a double edged sword because if you're if you're coming out. To one of the hardest walkout songs ever, you have to fucking. You perform. gotta perform. Like you go out there and you get shelled. Like it's just for one, it's not gonna have as much impact the next time it's played. And two, you just look like a complete jackass. Right. Does like, like uh, does Mariano's career go much different if he doesn't have Inner Sandman right, like playing yeah. every time he comes in? Yeah. If instead he had like, All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah <laughs> 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 That would be a funny fucking walkout song. Just jingle bells or some stupid fucking yeah. Christmas song. <laughs> it's like July. <laughs> it's 110 degrees outside. I'm dreaming <laughs> of a wife. <laughs> oh, man. That's but good yeah. stuff. All right. Well, we've approached about our 
limit for our mental capacity here. Yeah. Um, and probably your all's as well. So I think it's about time. Um, I think it's about time we say fuck Duke's Mayo and yeah. everything they stand for. Yeah. What do you think Duke's Mayo walkout song would be? Uh, fuck. Is there, <laughs> is there a song called I fucking suck? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Well, we have recording equipment. We're about to fucking make it. The Duke's mayonnaise walkout music. I fucking suck. Everyone hates me. My mayonnaise gives everybody cancer. (laughs) All right. You heard it live from Bam. I fucking suck by by, uh, Duke's mayonnaise. By Coolio. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. There was something I was going to say. I don't know. Hopefully the hurricane makes it up to Virginia and fucking blows that company off. That specific spot on the map, I hope, is extremely affected by Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Um, So it wasn't, wasn't, it's not funny at all, but I went to dinner with my dad today and they actually just got back from St. Isabel or I I don't know. It was, it's Fort Myers, like, and they they got hit by the hurricane like the most. They got back a week ago and he showed a news thing. And he was like, you see that spot right there? I was like, yeah. He was like, we bought fudge from that place four days ago. And it's fucking flattened. It's absolutely flattened. I was like, oh, shit. You just see splattered fudge yeah. all over the place. I was like, Dad, there's a chance you were the last person to ever buy fudge in that place ever. And he was like, yeah. He was like, it's pretty good, too. Oh, man. I'll remember that fudge for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> the fudge changed my life and theirs. Went out a champion. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, well, it's time to go. That'll do it. All right, peace, y'all. Peace. Have a bite of this uh, sandwich. And how did you know I was hungry? I ain't eat nothing this morning. You gotta kill me. If you're going to pass in white America, you are going to have to learn to like mayonnaise.